Welcome back, Pastor Johnny Worthy. All right, all right. Good to be back. Good to be with you again. Enjoyed the last session. We pray that our people's lives have been impacted by the kingdom of God. I, I really do think so, Pastor. Um, I had several phone calls, several messages of people just saying how appreciative, appreciative that they were for the message that was given because it helped them to break some things down and have better understanding and knowledge on the subject of tithing. And um, one question, Pastor, that stood out to me in those messages was, what is the kingdom? You know, we're talking about kingdom giving, kingdom budgeting, kingdom offering, king, you know, we're talking about the kingdom, but there are some people on there, well, out there that don't know, first off, what is the kingdom? Right, right. Well, <laughs> that's, that's funny, um, not funny, haha, but <laughs> interesting, uh, the question, because honestly speaking, that is a teaching in and of itself. We talk about the kingdom of God. We throw that term around so loosely, but we really don't understand, uh, quite frankly, what a kingdom is, right? So first thing, if you want to really uh, understand the kingdom of God, the first thing you have to do is understand what is a kingdom. So when you look up the word kingdom, it says it's a country, a state, or a territory that's ruled by a king or a queen. Simple, right? Right. Well, when you think about the kingdom of God, then that is God's spiritual rule or reign or authority um, over his territory, right? Over his kingdom, which um, extends to the earth. So the kingdom of God, in essence, is God's sovereignty, right, uh, over the universe, simply put. So when you begin to look at it from that perspective, mm -hmm. then you got to think that, okay, what is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom? How does it function? How does it work? How does it really operate? Well, um, when you think about it, God, the territory uh, where God, before he created the universe, was, was heaven. It was God's sovereign rule there. So God determined to extend his kingdom. So he created the universe and the earth. And so what happened is God, who is the ancient king, he was the first king, right? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and everything. Well, Pastor, say, say that again. Your sound went down just a little bit. You said the earth is the Lord's and the, the fullness. Earth, yes, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Yes. And everything and everybody that's in it. So we all belong to God. We all belong to God. God simply extended his territory. So let's right? get this thing down one more time, Pastor. So when you say that we all belong to God, that means from the rooty to the tootie, the first part, the, the first to the last person on earth, we all belong to God, but that doesn't mean we all believe in God and in Jesus. So therefore, the ones in this earth who belong to God, pastor, who believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who are those people in the kingdom? What's our right. role? Right. So first of all, you have to understand that God created everyone 
So everyone belongs to God. Right. However, um, everyone may not believe in it, right? Uh-huh. So what happened is when man fell from God, when man rebelled and declared his independence in the Garden of Eden, we lost the kingdom of God. Right. Okay. Right. Now, in order for us to enter that kingdom again, into that relationship again, we have to accept Jesus Christ. Okay. Right? So right. then uh, God is everyone's created father. Right. But in order to be in the family. In the family. You have to be born again. Born again. Into that family. Just to even first and foremost believe on the name. Right. Of the right. son. Absolutely. So that's how we enter the kingdom of God by being born again. Meaning he breathed on us and we belong to the Holy Spirit. Correct. Okay. Which really is the kingdom of God. Correct. And the Holy Spirit allows us to preach the good news, which is the key of the kingdom of God. Right. So listen to what man really lost. What what did we lose? We did not lose heaven because we were not created in heaven. We did not lose heaven, y'all, because we were not created in heaven. Okay? We we lost the authority that we had to rule the earth with the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me say that one more time, Pastor. So in reading the whole book of Genesis, there are some people that like to go back to the first few chapters and talk about the authority that God has given them to rule over the earth. I'm listening to you, Pastor. Okay. But we did not lose heaven. We lost that authority that the book of Genesis is talking about. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. The authority to rule. Okay. Holy Spirit is what gave us that authority. Okay. So when man rebelled, the Holy Spirit left. I got you. So when the Holy Spirit left, then we lost that authority mm-hmm. where we could talk to the animals and all that other kind of stuff. Correct? Right. Okay. Absolutely. Got so you. that's dominion authority. Okay. So Jesus came to bring that authority back. So John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believe, right, mm-hmm. will, will not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe on the son. So when Jesus was sent back, to, when Jesus was sent to us, he, rele- he brought that authority with him. Am I following you, Pastor? Absolutely. Okay. Because, I'm learning something. Because, listen carefully. Yes, you have sir. to understand where our authority comes from. Mm-hmm. Who gives us the authority to rule and dominate and subdue the earth? It's the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, I got to get out of here so that I can release the Holy Spirit so that you can have the authority again. So Jesus said, what? Um, when he was raised, when he rose from the dead, yeah. he said, all authority has been has given. been given unto me. Unto me, correct. Where? In heaven? In heaven. And in earth. Correct. In heaven. Now you go. And in earth. Yes. Now you go with that authority. Now you go in that authority. 
and you can rule and dominate again in that authority. But he told him now, don't you go nowhere until you are endued with this power. See, when we understand that the Holy Spirit really is the kingdom of God operating on the inside of us. That's another okay. question. Okay, stop right there, Pastor, because I want to I want to address something right now because you 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 you're preaching and you're talking and you're communicating good, Pastor. My question is, because you said the authority and the kingdom of God operates on the inside of us, meaning we are the church that is the kingdom on the inside of us. So my question yes. is, just because you are a member or attend a physical church, does that make you a part of the kingdom? Woo! Well, <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I just told something up. I felt it in my spirit. Something got something shut down. Something right. shut down. <laughs> right. And you're, and you're right. Because, listen, if you're not baptized, born again, with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. Operating in authority. So you can be sitting in a church, spinning around, shouting and doing everything else and still not be operating in authority. Is that what right. you're telling me? Because the Holy Spirit is, is who gives us the authority, right? And so the problem is uh, a lot of times we don't know how to handle uh, that explosive power of the Holy Spirit. So we dance, we shout and we do all this stuff, but we're not. Jesus says, these are the signs that will follow those who have been endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. Lay hands on the sick, sick will recover, and all these different signs, right, that will follow the believers in Mark chapter 16. These are the signs that are going to follow believers. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you that authority. That's why Jesus told them to go and wait for them. Right? They were born again. They got saved. The disciples did when Jesus Read the Holy Spirit on them. That was the born again experience. We all get that when we accept Christ. But then the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that continues to happen over and over again. Right? We have to operate in that authority. When we operate in that authority, back, um, Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says that uh, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's operating on the inside of us, according to Jesus. So you're telling me that all the scriptures that I read, that, you know, even when it says, then Jesus began to preach uh, the good news of the kingdom of God. There are scriptures that say the kingdom of God has come upon you. You know, it talks about the kingdom being a substance. And so... When I think about that scripture, I think it's in Hebrews, correct me if I'm wrong, where it says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when I hear that scripture, and then I think about the kingdom, it's almost saying faith is the substance of the kingdom, right? It's, it's like, like kingdom is something that's tangible, like kingdom is righteousness, right? And it's on the inside of me. So when I'm righteous, when I'm peaceful, when I'm all these things that you mentioned from the book of Romans, chapter 14, verse 17, when I think about these characteristics, the, the characteristics of the kingdom are on the inside of me and preaching the good news of the kingdom, meaning every day of my life, when I go outside, I don't even have to, 
I don't even have to go and and say anything specific and beat anybody on top of the head. I just live the kingdom. So the, if the kingdom is in me, I'm living out righteousness. I'm living out peace. I'm living out the kingdom outwardly. Is that correct? Right. So what happens is inside of us, we have a right relationship with God. The Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Gives us that relationship back with God. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is going to give us peace. The Holy Spirit is going to give us joy. And the Holy Spirit is who give us the authority to operate. Jesus, what did Jesus tell the disciples uh, in Matthew chapter 16? He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom, not keys to. The keys of the kingdom. Not keys to. Not to. Like right. you unlocking going like physically unlocking something right so the keys of is how you operate it right so what happens is what does keys represent keys represent authority yeah keys represent you know uh we have the authority to unlock so when he says um how it operates and whatever you bind in earth earth heaven will be bound in heaven yeah. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. In other words, what he says, you know, whatever you lock up on earth, mm. I'll lock it up in heaven. Woo. Whatever you unlock on earth, I'll unlock it in heaven. But that's the kingdom thing, though. That just that's you gotta kingdom. operate. You gotta you listen, y'all. Listen to what the pastor is telling you. In order to live the type of authority that he's teaching about right now. You have to understand who you are as the church and what you carry as a part of God's kingdom. Right. Absolutely. So God gave us the earth to rule as kings. We are king's kids. So it makes us king. So God, his reign is in heaven and our reign is in earth. Now, according to the word of God, according to scripture, see, um, it's, it's, um, Psalms 115, verse number 16. Y'all write this down. Go look at it. It says that the heaven, the high heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he's given to the children of men. And Pastor, you know so I got to look at this scripture. That- listen, and this is why Jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords. Wow. We are, the, we are the kings of the earth. We are the lords of the earth. God says, wow. you know what? In Genesis when he said, you know, and that's why when you ask the question about the kingdom, that's a whole nother teaching whole in and of itself. Yeah. Wow. Because, right? you know, when he um, created man in his own image, his own likeness and all that, and the statement when he said in Genesis, let them have dominion mm. over the earth. Wow. He took himself out of it. Mm. And he gave the dominion of the earth to man, time to rule. Let me read the scripture because I want you guys to make sure that you have understanding. King James Version, Psalms 115, verse 16 says, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. That's what passages said. The heavens belong to God, but the earth he hath given to the children of men, which is yes. us. Right. 
I have a question though. Can I have a transparent moment, Pastor? Please. Because I really do try to work the principles that are in this word, right? I speak mm -hmm. healing over myself, right? I'm feeling a little, you know, I'm feeling a little under the weather. I refuse to say I'm sick or anything of that nature. I just say I'm under an attack. My body, my physical body is under attack, right? But as right. I spoke these words over myself, because I believe I have kingdom to bind and to loose, uh, sorry, kingdom keys to bind and loose because I belong to God. So when the sickness doesn't go away or when something doesn't happen, when you practice the word and you've used the word and you've made it applicable pastor instead of getting discouraged right i want to make sure that somebody can be encouraged from this answer that you give because some people will get discouraged when it i'm, I'm doing it i'm doing what the bible tells me to do god i'm speaking healing i'm speaking faithful you know faith and why am i not getting better so I'm just using myself as an example because I did ask myself that, Lord, what is going on? Why is my nose still stuffy? I don't like it. I got work to do in the earth on your behalf. What's going on? Mm -hmm. So what happens, right? We have the authority you know, to speak over our bodies because we have to speak to our body. Right? You can say to yourself, self, body, sickness and disease have no right in my body mm -mm. because God sent his word uh oh, we didn't hear you, Pastor. Say it a little louder. I said, sickness and disease have no right in my body. Okay. God sent his word and healed me. Therefore, I command my body to operate in the perfection that God created it to operate. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I am healed and I'm walking in divine health. Now, I believe that by faith. I'm affirming that and I continue to affirm it day by day. I don't care if I, I still cough. I don't care if I still feel pain. I'm still speaking that over my body until it manifests. Mm, mm, amen. And then that's where the whole, you spoke about faith earlier. Yes. Right? Sometimes we don't get the thing that we're speaking because we don't believe it. Yeah. Just say it. Yeah. You got to believe it. Too. And as you do that, then according to your faith, be it unto you. I'm telling you right now, while we're yet talking on this interview, you're going to manifest right now because I believe in the authority. Jesus said, whatever we bind on earth, we're going to bind it in heaven. Amen. Whatever we loose on earth, yes. it's going to lose it in heaven. So right now, as we're touching and agreeing together by faith, we bind up the cause of the sin. Yes. Amen. Bind up the cause of the nose. We yeah. bind that up in the name of Jesus and we release the healing power in your body. The healing power of God right now, while we're yet talking, is manifesting in your body for total healing and health. Amen. And I command the sickness that's trying to get in your body to get out in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. it's time Jesus. To go. It can't stay there it no can't more. Stay and while we're here, while we're right now here today on this call, I cancel that. In Jesus' name, you're done. I'm in agreement. It's, it, it, it's so, over. So it's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's so what y'all hear how this thing works? This is kingdom language, everybody. This is kingdom language, kingdom communication. This is why you have to be around those 
who can be in agreement with you, who also speak the same language that you speak, okay? Because pastor is not talking to my flesh. Pastor is talking to my heart. He's talking to the, to the kingdom that's on the inside of me. And what I did hear him say was, it's canceled out. And what I do know to be true is that there was nothing that was going to stop me from doing this interview today. I don't care if I wasn't going to be physically with pastor. We was going to figure out a way to do it because guess what? You got to keep going because it's already done. I may sniff, but it's already done. My head may hurt a little bit, but it's already done. And the more I believe on that, those symptoms are going to disappear in Jesus's name because I'm a part of the kingdom. Am I right, Pastor? As a matter of fact, it's already done. <laughs> right now, it's over. Okay. You don't got to say it no more. Can't even go talk you don't about have it to speak it no more. It's a wrap. It's Amen. over. It's done. You're healed completely in Jesus' name because that's the authority. Holy Spirit giving us the authority. We have the kingdom, in, we have the authority in the earth to rule over sickness, over disease, over all that. We've been delivered from the curse of God. We just have to understand the authority that we have and operate therein. Just because something doesn't necessarily manifest at the moment that we say it doesn't mean it's not happening, it just may mean that we don't have faith. Okay, Pastor. So repeat that again. You said just because it we don't see it manifesting doesn't have doesn't mean what now? Right. Just because what we are asking for the healing, just because we don't see it manifest just yet, doesn't mean you're not already healed. You're already healed. Amen. It's it's just the manifestation now has to take place. That's where faith comes in. Faith is the substance, right? Yeah. Of what you're hoping for. That's right. Amen. Like you're hoping for the healing to manifest. So what we have to do now is kick into kingdom faith. But you, you hold your, your faith as a placeholder until the manifestation of what you're hoping for show up. Y'all getting this? Listen, y'all. There's somebody out there right now that's, that want to give up. Something haven't happened yet. And all, this, all these other things, you have to know the kingdom principles to be able to operate in the kingdom and receive the kingdom blessings, okay? Right. Unlock things, you got to know what to use to do it, okay? And we, yeah, and we have to know how we can lock up heaven. Sometimes we got heaven locked up because we're in unforgiveness and stuff like that. So mm. look, let me say, see, we, see when you open up, the kingdom of God. Now you open up a whole nother teaching that we're not going to even get to what we came on here to get to because you started out talking about what is the kingdom of God. See? Well, this is what Jesus told us to preach. The kingdom of God. He said kingdom of God. the kingdom of God. Yeah. The kingdom of God is like, the Bible says, like yeast. It started giving you what it's supposed to do. So that means when we go into an area, we're supposed to infect that area. Like these infect dog. Hmm. So, so, so again, um, that's really the kingdom of God. We came here to talk about kingdom finance and kingdom giving, but it's hard to talk about hmm. those things when we begin to talk about the kingdom of God because we don't understand a kingdom, right? So, if you really want to break it all the way down to its simplest form, the Bible really. Is, is is talking about a king, a kingdom, and 
the citizens of that kingdom. And the Bible is the constitution of that kingdom. Period. Y'all got that? That that sounds and it sounds so simple. That's how it that's how it works out. Yeah. King, a kingdom, and the kingdom citizens, and the Bible is the constitution in which the citizens abide by. And right. we obey the and, king. And and the problem is just like we have not read, most of us have not read the constitution of the United States, so right. we don't know what our rights are. Well, right. we've not read the constitution of heaven, so we don't know what our rights are. So when we go to make a demand on our constitutional rights, we don't know what they are. Wow. And even when we take things to the court of God, when the when the accuser comes before uh to us, right? And the accuser want to come to accuse the brethren. We don't even know how to how to how to operate in the in the law <laughs> against the accuser. No, no, we don't even know that. The, if Jesus is the if, if the Holy Spirit is the helper and the advocate. He's helping and advocating for us, but we're trying to do it on behalf of ourselves. But you got to do it with the word. Right. And the devil's already defeated. Already. So why are we true? Who are who you fighting? I ain't even got time to argue with you. It's like arguing with a three-year-old. Right. So we, we the devil, see, see the devil come to us through the inroads of our mind. Right. To cause us to have fear, doubt, and uncertainty and skepticism. And because of the fear and doubt. That's what caused us to miss God, not the devil. He just want to get in your mind. Right. That's why the Bible says, guard your mind with all diligence, because it's out of your mind that flows the issues of your life. That flows the issues of your life. For some reason, Pastor, your sound keep going in and out just a little bit, which is why I keep asking you to repeat certain things. But it's not horrible. And we know we're trying to do this little, you know, trying to do this uh, internet thing. But just speak a little bit slower and clear because I don't want anybody to miss anything, right? But I know y'all can hear him okay. Um, I'm, I'm turning it up. Can you hear me any better? Yes, more clear. Yeah, yeah. okay. It just kind of goes up and down sometimes, but look, we ain't even tripping because the word right. is being given and the people are learning. Okay, so listen, guys, I wanted to make sure that we answer that question first because if we're talking about, you know, budgeting and, you know, Pastor mentioned things about the kingdom on the last show, and we're talking about principles and all of these things. You have to know what kingdom is, okay? But like Pastor said, that's a whole nother lesson and a whole nother conversation, but you're going to have an opportunity to hear about more kingdom things and more principles, um, and I'm going to tell you about that opportunity towards the end of this show. But Pastor, I'm going to give you about 10 minutes, because that's really all we have about 10, 10, 15 minutes, right? <laughs> to elaborate a little bit on um, some of the things from our last topic, which was tithes and offerings. And what is it? You know, what are tithes and offerings? And I know that people have had more questions, right? And on the last show, you also talked about, you know, savings and you talked about a whole lot of things. Um, so if there's something that you, that God has put on your heart to share, to elaborate on those things a little bit more, I want to give you time to do that. Okay. Well, really, uh, you have to really start out. If you, if you really want to understand uh, kingdom finances. Okay. Right? Let's just start there. Kingdom finances. Okay. What is it talking about? It's talking about money. Uh-huh. Right? There's over 700 references to money in the Bible. 
That lets me know that God is concerned about money. Yeah. Right? Jesus would sit at the money, um, at the offering plate, just to see what people was putting in. Mm. He was concerned about money. Right? And money, as I stated in the last session, is really God's managing the training program for us. Right. It's, it's, all of it belongs to God. Right. So he's trying to see how we are how we're managing it. Right. Money, money is just a resource, right? Money right. is a resource, just like our time is a resource, just like our talent is a right. resource. So how do we manage our resources? So when you think about tithing, when you think about giving, right? Um, you can give of your time, you can give of your talent, and you can give up your treasure, which is your money. Right. Right. And so what happens is when we think about money, what, what is money? Money is just simply a medium of exchange. Okay. Right? It's a medium of exchange. Simple. The problem is there's only two masters in the earth. Okay. One is God and the other one is money. Right. Wow. See, it's, can, it's only, can you see me pretty good? You can still see me? I, I, can, I can see you well. Okay, go ahead. Very well. God and money. Okay. God and money. Okay. Right. There's only two masters, two, two masters. Right. This is how powerful money is. And this is why the devil wants us to be debating about tithes and offerings and what we should give and all that. We need to learn how to become kingdom givers. Right. Because it will be given to you in the measure that you give. Wow. Right? When, as we said last time, when you give a little bit, you receive a little bit. When you give a lot, you receive a lot. Exactly. Right? So what happens is when you, uh, I want everybody to read Matthew chapter six. Okay. Right? And, and focus on verse 24, where it talks about the two masters, where it says you can't serve God and Money. So that let us know there's only two things in the earth that we serve. We're either going to serve God, we're going to serve money. Right. Right. And so what happens is we put so much emphasis on serving money that we miss God. Mm. Mm. For real. So much emphasis on serving money. Wow. That's true. We have, Pastor. Yeah. We just, we miss God. We miss the blessings of God. Because, because we end up serving money and money becomes our God. Right. Right? And then we um, lock up heaven because we don't want to give. People are going to watch this broadcast. They're going to get blessed. You have a ministry. They're going to be blessed by your ministry. Right? Yes. They ought to give something to it so that you can continue. Right. That's how that goes. We, we have to become givers. Hmm. Right? Um, and according to the word of God, listen, Proverbs, Proverbs chapter three, I'm going to read something to you. Proverbs chapter three, okay. verses nine through 10. I want y'all to hear this real good. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions, with your money, and with the first fruit of all your increase. Why? Verse 10, tell 
tells you why. So that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. See, it's according to your giving. See, if you want to operate, if you want to start the flow of giving, uh, of receiving from the kingdom of God, if you want to start that, you got to put pressure on the king by giving him a good gift that is worth something. Now you got pressure there so you can receive. And the way you give the king good gifts is to uh, uh, give unto what's going to carry out his good news, the ministry, his ministry. Give to his ministry. You give, you don't belong to a local church. You're getting your uh, instructions and your training from this ministry, out loud ministry. Then you need to sow into out loud ministry because that's where you're getting it. Wow. If you have a ministry where you are paying your tithes and you're getting supplement uh, blessings and teachings from this ministry, then you ought to send an offering to out loud ministry. Wow. Right? This is how it works. Because it's all for the service of spreading the good news of the kingdom, and the king is Jesus Christ. Wow. Because you are expanding the kingdom of God. Wow. You make it healthy. It is really, like I said (laughs) last time, my job is to simplify the complicated. Yeah. I'm not one of these people who want to complicate the simple, try to keep people in bondage to me. I don't want nobody in bondage to me because I ain't got time to be trying to figure out and hold people know hostage. That's that's the word of God. So we all can develop faith so that we all can prosper spiritually, mentally, physically, and economically. So we can grow together. We don't have no issues. Got money in the bank. Shout it what you think. (laughs) Pastor said money in the bank. Shout it what you think. You feel me? That's how it's got to be. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Now, I might drop something on you every once in a while. You never know what's going to come out the bag with me. As the people don't think you're supposed to have fun when you let alone. No, what? I'm, that's that's the other problem I have with folk. That's why I don't fool with church folk, because they think you shouldn't have no fun. Right. right. You know, I don't fool with them. When he say he don't fool with church folk, he's not talking about the church that's the individual. He's talking about <laughs> that form of right. godliness. That's what he's talking you know, about. And denying the power thereof. Come on, because you know somebody is right. They want to put you in a box, make you this and make you that. No, that ain't what Jesus did. Right. I do what Jesus did. Mm, I love it. I do what you do, Jesus did. I'm just saying. Mm. You're talking about kingdom budgeting, right? You got to live on the budget. Bible says, Wow. In Luke chapter 14, verses 28 through 30. It says, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count up the cost? Okay. Whether he has enough to complete it. That's that's budgeting. That's preparing. That's wow. sitting down and see what you have. So you got to live on a budget. You want to go buy something. You haven't even counted up the cost, whether or not you can afford it. You just want to go buy it. Don't be buying stuff if you hadn't sat down and Make plans for your money and how you're going to function and operate in it. Wow. Pastor, you're talking real good. I, I just love how you have studied to show yourself approved. 
right? You study this word in that you can make it, you can make help to make it make sense to a person's just everyday life. Like what you just yeah. said was like, oh, that is true. That's counting up the cost. That's budgeting. That's <laughs> you budgeting. know what I mean? Right. And see, in God, in God, listen, God expect us, right, uh -huh. to increase what he gives us. Yeah. He expects Inspect. He, God expect us to yeah. increase what yeah. he give us. Uh-huh. No? Yeah. We talked yeah. about the talents yeah. last time, I think. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. The one that buried his, he gave his away. He ain't <laughs> he didn't increase it. Right. And it was taken from him because he didn't increase it. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So we mismanage God's money because it's all belonged to God. Yep. Yeah. And we fussing and fighting at him by giving. He give us a hundred dollars. We don't want to give him back. Don't want to give him ten dollars. Don't want to give him ten. <sighs> Pastor, listen. So, since that conversation we didn't had last week, I told myself, you know, I'm not a tither either. I'm a bountifuler. If that even makes sense, I'm. A, <laughs> I'm a bountifuler. I've been calling myself. I can. You know what? Here you go. I'm a bountifuler, right? <laughs> you created a new word. I created a new word because I want to make. I want to, you know, be in the kingdom mind frame, you know, and not be stuck on the world standard of what that is. You know what I'm saying? I want to be kingdom minded and be a cheerful giver in wisdom. You know? Yeah. Because see, when you begin to do that in wisdom, you begin to plant seeds. Remember the last time we said that seeds, when you plant them, uh, you reap what you sow. You reap in a different season than you sow. You reap more than you sow. Yes, so sir. what happens is when you give, and it's, it's given back to you, you, you know, you can just go outside. I used to tell my boys when they were little, go outside and get my money out of the mailbox. They said, Dad, you crazy. I'm expecting. I'm looking for it because I know I've planted some seeds. Come on now. Oh, Pastor Ula, and let me give you this example. So the other day I was sitting in the car and um, a God had just been telling me, you know, Toya, you have everything you need. You have everything you need. You have everything you need already. And it just, you know, sometimes we get so stuck in, oh, I, I got to pay this. So I can't touch that money. Oh, I got to pay that. So I can't touch that money. You know, God was just like, all of that is a part of your needs. You just need to budget, use wisdom, and you will always have what you need. Right. <laughs> you Absolutely. Know? So we talked about some principles last time. Uh, I'll just give you three of them. Uh-oh, say that again, Pastor. You'll give us three of them, because what? Three, three today, just three principles today where people can understand. Number okay. one, you pay God. 10%. That's the minimum standard. We talked about that before, right? Yes. You pay God 10%. Number two, you pay yourself 10% through savings. Yes. Right? And then number three, you don't buy anything that's not in your budget. Simple as that. You just live like that, you're going to be good. So you can't be buying anything. You can't be on Amazon scrolling and buying stuff and putting stuff on Afterpay. And don't ask me how, what I, how I know what Afterpay is. You know how I know because I didn't use Afterpay before. It's like layaway. And, you know, it's like, oh, I can just, you know, pay it later. We're not doing that, y'all, because we, we're part of the kingdom and we, God desires for us to be blessed in the way that he designed. Yeah. And if we do, if we follow the principles of God. Yes. Then you're going to get the kingdom blessings. 